Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. It's too scary to do this. I'm going to screw it up. Nobody's going to want to be around me. I'm going to lose everything. And I'm just not capable of doing that. If this sounds like you and you're sitting there on the cusp of coming out of the closet, I want to reassure you that it's going to be a challenge, yes, but I also want to reassure you that you're worth it and the journey is worth it. And how do I know? Because here's some of the lessons I've learned 22 years later after coming out of the closet. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted, and today I want to take you just on a short journey through some of the greater lessons I've learned after I came out of the closet in 1999. I was 36 years old and I'd been married for 13 years in a heterosexual marriage. And for all intents and purposes, I had a pretty darn good relationship overall. And I had two beautiful children and I didn't hate my wife. We didn't have like the smoothest of marriages, but we didn't have something like, I'm going to divorce you just because. But all through that, I struggled with my sexuality. And a lot of it came from a place of fear because I wasn't loving myself and I was trying to be something that everybody else wanted me to be. But yet, once I made that big step and allowed myself to give myself permission to be who I wanted to be and truly dial into my own values, I realized that I could do this. And here's just a few of the lessons that I learned after I came out of the closet. Number one, living by somebody else's standards and expectations is going to kill you. If not physically, it's going to kill your life within you. You're going to be suffering and you're never going to be happy. I was a sullen son of a bitch. Okay, maybe I wasn't as big son of a bitch, but I, I was never happy. People used to say, you never smile, you never smile, you never smile. By releasing myself from other people's expectations, there was literally a weight that got lifted off my shoulders. And I realized how much so much of my life was operating from a place of meeting other people's expectations. And as soon as I let it go, not like a snap, it was gone, but I started feeling a whole lot more relief. The second thing that I learned is hiding who I am is very, very, very stressful. It's not easy to do. When you hide who you are and you don't let people see the truth of yourself, you are doing yourself a disservice and you're doing others a disservice because they don't actually know who you are. In fact, I didn't really know who I was. And one of the biggest lessons I learned from coming out of the closet, not because of my sexuality, that wasn't the only thing. But there were so many other things that I learned about, wow, I just released myself to discover me. And as I work with people in my coaching practice, this is one of the biggest turning points. 
They're suddenly like, yeah, I don't really know who I am. Of course you don't <laughs> because you've been hiding the truth of yourself. Okay. Maybe only your sexuality, but I'm going to say it's not only your sexuality. There's a lot of other things that we hide when we're not being who we are. And then suddenly other stuff starts showing up. And because you're hiding and you're living by other people's expectations, that stress is ridiculous. Another lesson I learned is, hey, those who are supposed to be in my life will be in my life. And those who aren't, they won't. And that's okay. Now, at first it wasn't okay because there were some people who stepped away from my life and like, nope, we can't be a part of this. You've been an asshole. You've lied. I can't believe da, 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 da. Okay. I get it. Some of those people, the ones closest to me, my wife, somewhat my parents and so a few family members. I'm not a big, deep family guy, but Hey, those who stepped away, that was painful at first until I realized they're not supposed to be here. They're just not supposed to be here. So those who aren't supposed to be in your life, if they're not there when you come out, just trust that then they're probably not supposed to be a part of it. And that includes friends. A real friend will say, hey, love you no matter what. Not for me, because it probably isn't because most of your friends that you are friends with currently, but you'll be surprised at how many of your friends that you're friends with currently might also be hiding in the closet themselves. But those that are meant to be in your life will be in your life. Another lesson that surprised me probably more than I ever expected is how much more loving I became. Not that I wasn't a loving guy to begin with. I've always been kind of a big loving teddy bear sort, but the loving I'm talking about is loving myself. I never thought about committing suicide per se. I mean, maybe there were thoughts there, but not to the point that I'm like, I know exactly what I'm going to do this, how it's going to happen. No, I never got to that point but I just didn't love myself. And it took me years, even after coming out to really start loving myself. In fact, it's taken a while for me to love myself as a big guy. Now, part of this is I'm trying to get the weight off. So that's part of me loving myself. I can look in the mirror and go, girl, you need to get some weight off, but I do it from a place of love because I want to feel good and I want to look good to me, maybe to others, but the loving myself was a huge surprise. Now, that I step away from it and think about it, it's not that big a surprise because hiding and lying and cheating and not being truthful about who you are just is layer of layer of layer of layer of not loving yourself. But the moment I said, okay, I'm giving myself permission to go be me. I'm going to love me just as I am, even though there was some ugliness to how I'd been. Wow. That love that I now feel towards myself is amazing because I turn that love of myself into something that empowers me, that inspires me, that causes me to realize that no matter what, when I love myself, I can get through anything. But also as I love myself, I'm better at loving others. And again, I've never had a real struggle with loving people. In fact, I love my daughters dearly, dearly, dearly. Love my husband dearly, dearly, dearly. Love my parents pretty dearly. Notice there wasn't a couple of dearlies there. Only because we've had some struggles and now we're starting to settle back into things. But as I love myself, I'm better capable of loving others. So that's a huge lesson I learned. Another thing that surprised me 
and I didn't see this one coming at all, was I had put so much emphasis on not so much the expectations of others that was there, but I really relied on other people's acceptance to guide me and not just sexuality. I mean, this was a biggie and it's been a tough journey to get to that space where I'm like, okay, you can accept me or not. I'm okay with that. And actually I'm more than okay with that. If somebody doesn't accept me, it's rare these days that it bugs me. It does come up. Ask my husband. He's heard me bitch a few times lately about certain people who haven't accepted me. And what's interesting is I'm able to go through that, like boom, 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 get through it. And it's gone. But I'm realizing I can't be everybody's cup of tea because my cup of tea includes honey and cream and all that other good stuff, but that's okay. And if I live my life based on needing other people's acceptance, I am going to lose. I've got to accept myself first. And that's a key thing for those of us coming out of the closet. We, you know, as I take a big deep breath, we have to accept ourselves first. We have to fully accept ourselves. And the more fully you accept yourself, the more powerful you will be. A lesson I also was not really super surprised by, but found interesting is I was pretty sure I was going to lose a lot of friends after I came out of the closet. And I actually lost a few, but gained a whole lot more. Can I say that again? I lost a few, but I gained a whole lot more. Now, that wasn't because I came out of the closet waving the rainbow flag and saying, I'm now here, queers, accept me. Okay, maybe I did a little bit. (laughs) But I started realizing that the less I made it a point of, here's who I am, here's how I show up, People are just like, okay, fine. Now, there are those that were like, "Mm, no, can't do this. But the more I let the acceptance piece just kind of like, hey, this is it. Move in or move on was kind of my attitude. And I don't mean that as being a jerk. But the move in or move on is kind of how I feel in life right now. And I'm not a jerk about it, but I just feel like this is a really big lesson that I had to learn. But at the core of many things that happened for me, and part of the reason that I stayed in the closet for so long was I wasn't in touch with my own values or my own beliefs. And it wasn't until I went through coaching school that I realized how powerful values are, how much they drive who I am. I love being spontaneous and I love adventure and I love being curious and all those sort of things. Well, coming out of the closet means you're going on an adventure, you're spontaneous, and you're being kind of curious about lots of things. But I wasn't letting myself do that. But on the flip side, there was also some beliefs. And I had to go deep into my beliefs. I had to literally have the come to Jesus talk with come to Jesus. I had to have some talks with the big guy upstairs or gal. I'm not sure what God really is. I'm not sure God even has a sexuality or anything. But that was a biggie. Like, hey, I get to have this conversation. I get to define what this looks like for me with the power that I believe in. I believe there's something greater than myself, but I had to 
I literally had to come to Jesus in my own way and say, okay, we're going to have a talk. And the lesson I learned from that is that higher power, that God, that Jesus, that universe, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's that higher power that's greater than me. It, it's there to listen and it does talk back, but it doesn't talk back like you are wrong. At least for me, it doesn't. Each of us will find our own way to it. But the lesson that came out of that was I can actually have a conversation with something so much greater than me that I don't have the capacity in my, my human being, like literally in my human being, my physical being, my mental being, to even grasp hold of what that higher power is capable of, except for accepting me as I am. And one of the last lessons that I think I've learned the most from of, hey, just be me, just show up, just kind of be in the world my way, is I have a hell of a lot more fun in life. I have so much fun. I love doing this podcast. I love being kind of a sassy little bitch from time to time because I can. And I love throwing in my Southern accent because I did grow up in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, all those places. And I don't mind having fun, but my life didn't used to be fun. And that was one of the biggest lessons that came out of this whole coming, journey, coming out journey was go have fun with your life. We've been given this opportunity. And if we hold back and we're not ourselves and we live by other people's expectations and we keep losing ourselves and what we think we should be and all these things I've already talked about, if all that's what's stirring up for you, ask yourself this one question, how much fun am I having? How much enjoyment am I getting from life? How much purpose am I discovering for where I'm supposed to be? I have said this numerous times on this podcast, but I feel like I haven't said it in a while. So I'm going to say it again. If somebody had told me back in 1999, actually, if somebody had told me in 1982, which I think is when I first came out to my family and then slunk back into the closet, but if in 1982, and then again, in 1999, if somebody had told me in either of those times that Rick, your journey is going to take you to a place where you're doing a podcast and you're writing books about people living their most authentic lives and you're kind of getting known out there in the world as an expert in this arena, I would have said, you are full of shit. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to be that person. And I don't say that from an ego place because I love what I get to do. This is what I know I'm here for. And I do it because I love doing it. Okay, it's great that I get to make money from it too, but I'm here because I look around me at the people who hold themselves back from being exactly who they're meant to be in the world. I even look at myself in the mirror sometimes when I'm holding myself back and, and I say, are you having fun? Are you living your purpose? Are you enjoying life to its fullest? We've all been given this moment. It's a long moment, so to speak, but I see it as a very short moment. I just turned 58 this year. Not that I think I'm about to kick the bucket, but 58 is inching up, up the years there. We're starting to get there. Not that I feel old or anything. I'm, I'm not, but you start to think about these things. And I want to make sure that every moment counts and I get to be me every step of the way. And that's why 
I'm sharing these thoughts with you today. They're the lessons I've learned that have helped me realize I'm worth it. No excuses, no fears, and no apologies. And when you can embrace that concept that you're worth it, no fears, no excuses, and no apologies. Man, coming out of the closet, whatever that closet is, it may not even be a sexuality closet. It may be a closet of being an entrepreneur. It may be a closet of, I'm not going down this route in college just because I've been told this is the route I'm going. It may be a closet of, okay, I'm finally going to confess. I'm an addict. When you do that and you lovingly say, I'm doing this, no more excuses, no more fears, and no more apologies. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are going to step into a powerful space in your life that you haven't even touched yet because you're being your truth, you're living your truth, and you're doing it out of the closet with no apologies. So go out there and start learning the lessons of the value of being outside of the closet and being yourself. Take care, everybody. Have a great week, and I'll be back with another episode in just a few days. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted. <laughs>